The Restaurant and Lodging Association has filed a federal lawsuit contesting the status of indoor dining services and the statewide shutdown order. Justin Winslow is president of the group. He told WDET's Alex McLennan that shutting down things now will not work for every restaurant. Depends by segment. Some learned how to do uh, carry out pretty well and had a model that, that worked for them. And it wasn't the same, but it, it, you know, it kept them, it sustained them through a hard time. Others, I think, learned it just wasn't meant for them. This is why we, when we pulled our members of likely possible outcomes uh, this fall, 40% said if there is a second shutdown, they're just going to close. They're going to at least temporarily close. About 12% of them said they would close permanently because they're that close to being on the edge. Uh, but you're going to see 40% less full-service restaurants, I think, uh, over the next couple of weeks here. And when it comes to, uh, obviously, the the employees that get impacted by that, is there, uh, obviously, there's no stimulus. Is, is there anything that employers can do or, or that they're being advised to do, or is this just going to mean uh, straight layoffs for, for the people that aren't able to work? I think there's going to be upwards of 250,000 layoffs or furloughs coming directly from the restaurant industry in the next two to three weeks. Uh, and it's especially concerning because at the present time, there's no federal supplemental unemployment benefits that, that we had in the spring. Uh, and because that the coffers that the state has to offer are exhausted. And so there's genuine concern for them as well, especially as we head into the holiday season. And within the last few weeks, uh, the, the state had implemented uh, contact tracing guidelines, um, and then those got walked back, I think, a little bit to the point where they were optional. Was there an, enough time, do you think, to see if that worked prior to this uh, more of a kind of a widespread shutdown? Or, or was that kind of an always problematic thing that wasn't going to fully work? I think it was a challenged implementation, and there was a lot of confusion as to what restaurants were expected to do and what they weren't. Uh, and the same by the public. I think it had the effect of cooling interest in going out to restaurants. Uh, so to the extent that that was the, the hope for the design by uh, the department, I think it achieved that. But in terms of being an effective means and at, uh, as restaurants being an effective contact tracer, I don't think, it, I don't think that was particularly well achieved. Without the stimulus this time around and, and all, all these kind of different challenges, do you think that a blanket restriction over indoor dining is the right move for what we're seeing with, with case numbers uh, coming from restaurants? Or perhaps is there certain aspects of, of, of in-person dining that could have maybe been targeted, for example, um, maybe the late night drinking crowd or something like that? Yeah, listen, we recognize that right now there are no easy decisions, right? And and I don't envy the position that Director Robert Gordon finds himself in and that the governor continues to be engaged in, right? There are no easy answers, but we've been pretty clear and the data has been consistently clear for several months, even as the numbers have ticked up statewide, that restaurants are a surprisingly low. And I, and I say that again, surprisingly low rate of transmission. I think they are an easy scapegoat because they are a public uh, they are a public industry uh, that people identify with, uh, and so there's the, the feeling that you've, you, you've fixed things by, by shutting or minimizing restaurants, but it doesn't seem to actually uh, show up in the data. So there, there's, a, there's, a real, there's a real challenge from our perspective that this is going to, from, from the restaurant-specific side of what came from this order, that that's going to draw a type of um, change that we all hope for, by the way. And so we offered alternatives. Uh, we put alternatives to the administration in, in, in good faith. 
and uh, were hopeful. And, and frankly, I had the support of my board of directors to move forward with the idea of restricting capacity to 25%. Uh, in addition, putting a 10 p.m. curfew for the industry. Neither one of those things are uh, overwhelmingly popular. Uh, both will have negative impacts to the industry, but the belief was that by putting those out, the little bit of transmission that was coming from this industry could be mitigated. Uh, and the fallout to this industry would be dramatically reduced by, by taking that approach. And uh, that's not where we ended up. Uh, we're disappointed by that. Uh, but at the end of the day, we're not the ones at the end of the day capable of uh, making those decisions. How, how nuanced is the data that, that's collected from the, the dining industry? Do, is, it, is it just kind of the blanket numbers of, of cases that are coming from there? Because I would imagine that there's probably a fairly stark difference between that like 10 p.m. or later crowd as compared to to like a lunch crowd or, or earlier than that even? That's a good question. And the data I'm referencing is Department of Health and Human Services data. Uh, so it's not data that we collect, it's the data that the state collects and then produces and it you know, basically tracks where outbreak investigations are, are sourced by um, by industry or other locations. So restaurants fit into that and uh, have been uh, in the 3 to 4% range of all investigations. You know, right now there are five total statewide investigations involving an, an individual patron at a restaurant, you know, despite serving millions of people each day. So you can see that the, the, the impact and exposure to patrons at a restaurant is minimal. But your point's well taken. I, I, is, the risk, is the risk profile the same at a nightclub after 11 p.m. as it is uh, in a spaced out restaurant for lunch? I, it's, it's, a, it's a good question. I don't have definitive answers for you. Um, and then uh, throughout COVID, uh, as the governor and the state has kind of rolled out different restrictions, things have kind of been walked back a little bit. Even even that uh, the the requirement uh, for restaurants that there with the contract tracing a couple weeks ago is modified um, kind of in the days after. Do you think that uh, this lockdown might be modified, um, maybe taking uh, in, into consideration some of, some of your feedback? We're hopeful. Uh, I mean, that that could be a consideration of, of the administration. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> uh, and I think we're more concerned that the three week is really going to more likely extend more like six or maybe eight weeks. Um, so we're not, not too many restaurateurs are, are, are eager and ready or planning anyways to be opening the doors back up December 9th. Justin Winslow is president and CEO of the Michigan Restaurant and Lodging Association. He spoke with WDET's Alex McLennan.